You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Postgame Show. Chiefs win 31-17 on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson here with Matthew Lane and Craig Stout. This is the KCSN Postgame celebrating a division win on the road against the fighting Antonio Pierces. Big win back in the column, Matthew. Good to see the offense rolling as well. I mean, yeah, more more so than even just the win. It's just uh, the way the way it went down. The game started a little rough. The, the Chiefs came out looking a, a little sloppy, looking a little wound up kind of tight, and as Andy Reid said, flat. But then they fixed it. And then kind of from the moment they flipped that switch to get into the second quarter to the end of the game, they clearly kind of had the upper hand. They were putting the Raiders right back down where the Raiders belong. And that was nice to see, Craig. Yeah, it was really nice to see. There was a little bit of shaky moments early on here. There was a little bit of curiosity is this going to be the worst offensive game of the year are we going to see this you know turn south oh the offense isn't good enough to overcome this defense and we end this game with the Chiefs winning this 31 to 17 defense tightens up offense gets the ball moving we'll talk kind of what this means going forward but you got to feel good coming off of this win and you got to feel good donating for the holidays Kent my friend, would you care to give the people the information on the Soul of KC raffle? Absolutely. Uh, please consider donating to the Soul of KC raffle. So this is something that we do every single year. It's one of our absolute favorite things that we do at KC Sports Network. And what we do is a holiday raffle. A bunch of incredible gifts are donated. A uh, bunch of signed helmets, as you can kind of see the list of all the prizes and all the things that you can potentially win. You get one entry. Uh, for $20, you get five entries for $50, 15 entries for $100, 25 entries, and a gift for $150. That gives you a ton of chances to win all kinds of great prizes. Not only do you get you know an opportunity at signed jerseys, signed helmets, but a bunch of great donations from a bunch of our partners across the you know across the metro, like you know Third Street Social, Kingdom Bar and Grill. Uh, there's a world of fun package, all kinds of great prizes. So here's what you need to do. We want to get you guys involved. We want you to help. You can go to our Venmo. You can go to givebutter.com slash KCSN Soul. Links are in the description of this show. But we want to help give kids at Operation Breakthrough an incredible Christmas. And this is something that's very, you know, it's very meaningful to us. and something that we think is very meaningful to a lot of people across the city that may not be as fortunate as all of us listening to this are right now. So please consider participating, getting uh, raffle tickets, and helping support something that's very near to all of us at KCSN. And it's very important for for the kids at Operation Breakthrough. If you ever meet one of them, just one of them, you'll 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 be changed, and you'll you'll want to jump in and, and donate. So please consider doing that, and we will make sure to shout you out as we see donations going up today. Uh, we'll be we'll be giving you the shout out. All right, let's get into it. So, man, social. If you want to know, like, kind of how down bad I think the Chiefs fans and the Chiefs Kingdom have been, just watching that first quarter and seeing some of the reactions. Like, obviously, it was not a fun product, and obviously, there was some things that were really frustrating early. The you know seven plays, 
you know, in the first two drives and three plays or four plays in the entire first quarter. But you, you know, it, it just seeing like there's so much frustration in doomsday and doom and gloom. Uh, and all the Chiefs do is go off and go on a 31 to three run against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think the thing is, you know, the redeeming thing is obviously offense got it going in a big, big way. Defense shut them down after some early drives and early explosive plays. Is that the biggest play that the Chiefs have given up this entire season? It has to no. be. No? It was oh. close. It was close, but not quite. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's the most explosive play. You're going to leave us uh, hanging or... You, oh, we're making a that I, in the middle I, of like, this. Craigalytics can work going. Let Craigalytics cook confidently. So, like, I thought that you had it in your mind. That was my I, fault. I looked earlier, and then I I forgot to note when and which game that was. So, if you guys would ask me, it's okay. And that was mostly me. Anyways, yeah, defense you know, struggles early. They close it strong. Same with the offense. I think both sides of the football start humming as Craig Stout has identified the most explosive play given up. I I spoke incorrectly. That was the longest play by three yards. That's what sixty-yard yeah. play against the Chargers. That was yeah, three left to hit. Past Ken, Kenalytics head mat. Kenalytics head mat. Anyways, sorry. Let's start with the offense. Let's start with the offense though, because like that's the thing that everyone's been wanting to see. That's the thing yeah. that everybody's been clamoring for, and we finally see this offense get going in a big, big way. Yeah, I mean, and that this is what we kind of all been waiting for. And the game started out, and it looked like it was going to be kind of a lot of the same, right? There's been a lot being made over the past couple of weeks about the Chiefs' changes to the wide receiver room and how like it seems to be acknowledged that that's been a little bit of the issue. But coming into this game, the first couple series didn't look like there was much of a change. It didn't look like anything was figured out. And then as the game wore on, I think we all kind of started to see it a little bit, right? We all started to see there was some changes. There was... The wide receiver rotation, for one, right off the get-go, yep. was massively different. <laughs> the, the targets and where they were being distributed were wildly different. The types of routes, not even the, the types of routes being run, but the where the ball was trying to get to, the first read, the second read, and everything was, again, different. So, like, they did come in, they made some changes, and you saw Patrick Mahomes playing, I think, a lot more confidently than he had for much of the year. You saw him get, dropping back. Yeah, he had some extra time but he was starting to look around, wait for guys to get open, and then put the ball in there later, even if it meant holding the ball a little longer. Like, it worked. I don't know if it was the prettiest offense we're going to see all year, whether we have already or we will going forward, but it worked. And, like, that was key, finding something that would work for them. Yeah, it's it's just about success. Like, with this offense, you know, the, this defense is playing so well that all we've been asking for for this offense is just to be normal for a little while here. And they were like, it, it doesn't have to look great. We don't have to see deep bombs down the field. You know, we're used to the Patrick Mahomes led offense being these big, deep shots down the field throughout, you know, most of the early parts of his career. We saw a shift last year. Then we've seen an even further shift this year to getting the ball in receivers hands, throwing a lot more screens, leaning on the run game, maybe a little bit more. And it works like that's fine. Just be competent out there and they were not just competent but they were really competent this this Vegas uh, this Raiders defense has been really good over the past two three weeks since they you know fired Josh McDaniel they're playing with fire you know they they've got a little bit more intensity sure Max Crosby's limited I'm sure a 100% Max Crosby makes a bigger difference in this game not trying to minimize that but they had this defense their heads spinning a little bit after an early start where they looked good. I just love that the focus, we we saw the report before the game. 
I love that the focus was on getting Rasheed Rice the ball. And I don't care if that means the offense is a little more, quote-unquote, dumbed down, if they've got to run things a little bit more basic than they have been running. If you're getting the ball to your playmakers, it works. Rasheed Rice houses a drag route. Like, I mean, get the ball to him. Let him work in space. We've been talking about this, how this offense can't get a bucket. It seemed like they got him at will today, and it was really nice to see that happen. Yeah, no, and, and I think they. It, it's very easy to say back to basics, you know, but it does feel like this was a very back to basics kind of game, and you saw how intentional they were just trying to get their best players involved. You saw some of the reports, and we can talk about some of the reports today if we really want to, the coming from being rap report and like, I don't really want that's to. That's a tomorrow thing. That's a yeah, tomorrow thing. Let's bask in the glory. But I think, you know, you heard one of, one of the comments was talking about, and I think it was James Palmer that said, you know, like the, the Chiefs spent extra time with their receivers trying to get them to, you know, understand some stuff, trying to just really help emphasize some things and, and you know, try to simplify some things as well for them. That's, to, that's because they know where the playmaking is going to reside. That's because, I mean, then... The Chiefs have always done this, right? Like they always have. But now they're I think that they're just abandoning some of their tendencies to lean on some of these veterans that maybe don't have the same kind of dynamic play making ability that some of these other players that the Chiefs have on their roster do. And I think that manifested itself up most with Rashi Rice. Because Rashi Rice had an outstanding game, but it wasn't just, hey, we're gonna run you out on a route and you're gonna go figure things out. It was like, let's get you actively involved. Let's scheme some <laughs> things up for you. Let's scheme some completions up for you. Let's simplify the concepts that you're running. Let's get you on the under that you're going to finish and turn into a touchdown. The Chiefs are rewarded today by pros versus josing it, by putting the ball in your hands of your playmakers rather than just trying to, you know, you know, slam a bunch of scheme in people's face. Not that they didn't do some of that too, but I just think that this was such a good moment to see this team go out and execute Simpler concepts, a lot of screens, a lot of easy completions, and just go out and, and you know catch the football, secure the football, not have any turnovers, and put the ball in the end zone. So I just I very very impressive performance, you know, from this offense, and it was more about execution and playmakers than it was about just you know scheming the Las Vegas Raiders to death. We got two donations. Like we said, we're yeah, we're shouting them out when we get them here. We got Catherine Carr, and we've got Francisco Jameson Thank donating you. to the Soul and Casey Rapper. We will continue to shout these out. Go yes. donate. The links are in the chat. It helps kids, makes yourself feel better. We're coming off of a cheese when we feel great. Oh, continue those good vibes, Maddie. Go ahead. Keep it up. Let's spread it. No, I was gonna say like. I, Kent's right. Like, this offense was definitely adjusted to feature different players than it had been in the past. I don't even know if anyone besides Kelsey was attempting to be the feature up until this week, but there was a direct emphasis to get the ball to Rasheed Rice in this game. And that does create you know a, a different looking offense. Patrick Mahomes had the lowest intended air yards out of anybody calculated so far on next-gen stats. Now, a lot of that's the screenplays that they were running a lot of. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to funnel the offense, the most targets, Rasheed Rice led the team in targets. If you're going to funnel a lot of the targets to Rasheed Rice, that's probably going to be the case. A lot of his bread and butter routes are run near the line of scrimmage. And so like the offense isn't always going to look like it has in the past for the Chiefs. It's going to look different. It's going to look like a gimmicky offense with all the screens and all these long crossers that are just kind of getting guys to run to open space. 
but it works. And then once you find stuff that works, you start adding more stuff into it. You start sprinkling more on top of it because you force teams to actually stop something that works. I think this is a great first step. You know, I'm not trying to throw a wet towel on anything, but like, don't we got to get not too far over our skis here and just like hope the Chiefs build on this because I don't think that they can continue to throw the ball an average of four yards down the field and go on to a ton of success. But this is a good place to start. And it was nice to see it. And it was nice to see them find ways to get Travis Kelsey involved despite the Raiders trying to throw a lot of attention his way. You have an offense being led by Kelsey and Rasheed Rice who are winning in slightly different ways, but in the same general area of the field. I think that's good. Like, I think that's a good place for them to start. And now you've got to continue to add more pieces on top of this. So like, this is a very good, very bright, right direction to see the Chiefs go. You just want to see them continue to add on this. And you don't want this to have a step back come next week or the next few games. Absolutely. Absolutely the case. You guys, I, I was going to say this stat for later, but I'll drop it now. This is the 22nd regular season game since the Kansas City Chiefs had a 100-yard wide receiver performance. That was Juju Smith-Schuster last year, I believe, in like week seven against the 49ers. Oh, I Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> they haven't had – now, they did have one MVS in the AFC Championship game. I think we all remember that one. But it's been a long time since we have seen a wide receiver go over 100 yards for this team. So to get those kind of volume targets, to see what he can do with them, obviously, you know, he has one for sure drop. Another one with pass could have been a little bit better. It looks like maybe he dropped it a little bit. That could have even boosted these stats more. So, like, keep throwing him the ball, though. I like that Andy did not go away from him in this moment that he continued to let the young kid shine. It's what we've been pounding the table for all season long. They went downfield twice. Twice. Yeah, that back shoulder fade was incredible. Like, it was great. Throw more of these things to your young wide receiver and let him learn. And that's what we saw today. And go figure, the offense looks the best that it has in weeks against, again, a Raider, because I know that we're gonna we're gonna hear about this all week. We're gonna see people try and minimize this performance because it is against the Raiders. And yes, I do want to see this strung together before I start believing in the offense more. This is a better Raiders defense than they were to start the season, a significantly better one. So it, it's a really good performance again, especially against the secondary. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive, and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas Store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts 
or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with the seasonal blues as days start to get colder and shorter here in Kansas City. And this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or some anxiety about it. But I think something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's a helpful learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself as well. And it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thank you, everyone, that's hanging out with us here on the KCSN post-game show. Please feel free to hit the like button. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button. Feel free to leave a five-star review. And please, again, consider donating to the Soul of KCSN raffle. You can find... The uh, link to donate in the description, but there's so many great prizes that we're raffling off here uh, in, I believe, about a week, and you've got time still to, to get your donations in. One ticket for $20, five tickets for $50. You know, Rasheed Rice went over $100, uh, and a $100 donation gets you 50 t- 15 tickets to the Soul of KC raffle. So please consider uh, donating. Again, all the proceeds go to Operation Breakthrough. All right, so... Obviously, Rushy Rice, player of the game, fantastic performance from him, just outstanding, getting the, you know, making a big play, scoring a touchdown, doing some really great things with the ball in his hands. 
I thought that just, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the distribution here. I think it's quite interesting. Sky Moore has a great game. I think Sky Moore and what he was asked to do did very good, making people miss, getting that big 18-yard gain. Uh, I think he did some really good things. I'm just very fascinated in the lack of target, like basically lack of targets for the Vets and lack of receivers. There's only seven pass catchers for the Chiefs, seven players getting targets. Marquez Valdez-Scantling's first target didn't come until the end. Like I think the last pass attempt for Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Justin Watson gets three targets, one of them being the touchdown. Mm -hmm. uh, they phased <laughs> out the old guys or the veterans, and they, they kind of emphasized the younger, more explosive playmakers, even though it was a lot more yak. Good things happened. Just a very fascinating split on all kinds of things. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be stunned if Marquez Valdez-Scantling didn't have his lowest snap count of the season as well. I don't think we saw him play all that much. I mean, it seemed like Craig and I were talking about this in the KCS and Discord at halftime. We thought we saw him more often than we ended up doing. He was fourth, I believe, going into halftime and the Chiefs wide receiver snap counts, which I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of maintained all game. It seemed in the second half, I definitely didn't notice him much either. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to watch going forward. It really seemed like what the Chiefs' concept here was, was we're dialing back on stuff, pushing the ball downfield to wide receivers specifically, because that's where we're having not necessarily miscommunications, but guys just not on the same page all the time. The ball's maybe going somewhere a little different than where the wide receiver thinks they're supposed to be going, and the guys running those routes have been Watson and MVS. The emphasis was on throwing the ball short on literal design plays designed to get the ball in someone's hands, and that's where Rice and Sky Moore and you would assume going forward, or Kadarius Tony are going to have their more success. Like mm -hmm. I would, I think this is probably a side of things to come for the rest of the year. You're going to see Watson and MVS play less frequently, right? Like, and I know a lot of fans want that. Just hopefully, it also comes with guys starting to run routes downfield too. Because I don't know if you could build the entire offense out of what we saw today, and I think. We're going to look at Watson and MBS's lack of targets, and you're going to look at their lack of snap counts. I think that's going to have a direct correlation with your intended air yards. With running routes downfield, I think that's going to be a consistent thing, at least while they try to work this uh, work this over. But I mean, it was nice to see. It was refreshing. It was refreshing mm -hmm. to find a rhythm that was working, and like that's something they haven't seen all year. And it definitely, uh, there were still snaps where both Watson and NBS was were on the field together. Those, the, yeah. I think you guys might remember most of those snaps. They 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 didn't go for very many yards. But when those guys were on the field, I do want to take note of this because we can't just like completely throw it to hey, all the young wide receivers are great and keep rolling them out there. NBS was having a point out to Rasheed Rice and Richie James where they needed to go on numerous where times. they needed to yeah. stand numerous times. So that's why MVS is on the field. And I'll tell you what, you want to put MVS or Justin Watson on the field, have them help the young guys get aligned properly, give the ball to the young guys, I'm on board. That's fine. Sure. Yeah, I understand that you're, you're chewing up one of your wide receiver spots and all of that, but with the way that the offense has looked this year, having a guy out there to kind of help get them aligned and then force feeding some of those young guys targets that they desperately need is working. Like it really felt good to not see some of the, you know, kind of manufactured touches, some of that stuff that we've seen go to a Kadarius Tony, a McCole Hardman, and then trying to rely on some of the deep downfield stuff to MBS and Justin Watson routinely. It works sometimes. 
the flow of the game and the flow of the offense felt a lot better. It felt like they could get into the run game a little bit more because they weren't constantly behind the sticks. It felt like they were throwing, you know, on second and six a little bit more. And guys like Noah Gray could get integrated into the offense because there are a lot more plays when you got a second and six than when you're running a, you know, a second and 11 or a second and 10. It just, but the cohesiveness, the ability to get into it just felt a lot smoother so again yeah it's the success rate part of it it's the efficiency part of it that matters the rest of it might come we'll see as the season goes along but just stay efficient that's all you got to do with this defense on the other side of the ball and we finally have optimism that's all you don't mean to interrupt you like it's just there's finally a reason to be optimistic about it moving forward which you haven't really had up to this point like that's the best part absolutely and i i think everyone knew not everyone. I think a lot of people knew the source of optimism, where it would come from, if there were reasons for it, right? And it was with primarily Rashi Rice. I mean that that's that's the big one. We all we've talked we spent a lot of time talking. The the ceiling for this team, the ceiling for this off you know this receiver room really growing and taking a step came from, you know it, it was it was going to come from you know, a Rashi Rice. It was going to come from, you know, maybe Sky Moore. You know, I think early in the season, there's more optimism for that. I think there's I'm more optimism, optimistic coming out of this with Rashid than I am, you know, Sky, even though Sky did some good things. But like getting him involved was still just, was just massive in and of itself. Maddie, I think you made a great point in that this can't be the end. Like they can't gimmick. It's And I'm not going to say it's gimmicky. There's a little, there's some gimmick was. to it. A little bit. They can't gimmick their way to the Super Bowl, but they can build off of this, and they if they can continue to grow and build off of this and maybe just try to invest in the young guys with opportunity to build their confidence, to build their experience in games, that could be the path to this offense really clicking. And so they've got a long ways to go still, and like this is going to be a, a build, but I think this is a really positive step in the direction of building towards an offense that you can win a Super Bowl with. And it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be this insane explosive offense that we're all, you know, kind of accustomed to, right? I don't think it's going to be 31 points a game for the rest of the season. Well, maybe, maybe, because there's a lot, there are a lot of not so good teams that they'll be playing the remainder of this year. Yeah, but it's, it's just, it's good to see. It's good to see where this team is at, you know, at this point in the season. We, they're giving you a fastball, right? Like, that's what this team hasn't had because teams have been the, the fastball has been Travis Kelsey and defenses have been able to take that away. And once that happened, they didn't have something to go to. They haven't had a bread and butter to fall back on. If this game, if, if nothing else, is just going to give you that, it's going to say, hey, we can get the ball to these athletic playmakers out in space and they're going to make something happen. Or we can run them on drive routes across the field and if they catch the ball in space, something's going to happen. If they can consistently do that, that gives you just that gives you a main pitch. That gives you something to throw out there anytime you need to start offense. You need to jump start the game. And if teams start to take that away, then you do still have Kelsey. You finally have like those two things that can work together. But there has, yeah, like you said, you have to add on top of it, whether that's more passing or the run game. The run game was buns. I mean, it bad. was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Yet again. And like when you were watching the game, it didn't feel like stuff was getting blown up in the backfield nonstop. It's just there wasn't lanes weren't emerging gaps weren't showing up for these running backs to hit and they weren't hitting them all of a sudden all of the I don't want to say the run game against the Eagles was exceptional but it was varied they tried a lot of different stuff they made the Eagles defend a lot of things guess what happened in this game 
stagnant. Now, that's an Andy Reid special for sure. Like, I, I'm not putting too much of that past this just being Andy Reid trying to keep things close to the vest against the Raiders, but just the run game, I would have liked to see it take, you know, continue that, that variety that it had against the Eagles. I would have liked to see there be some more shot plays down the field. I know Mahomes missed one to Watson that he was a, he was a little late on, right? And they missed it. That, that's a miss, but also that pressure came in pretty quick. And so like but more of that, you need to find something else, whether it's the run game, the downfield game, like there's stuff to add on to what this offense was. It's just really nice to see a first thing. I just had to get the run game in there because yeah. just looking at the stats now, three yards per carry, like that's... It's not great. That's pretty it's not great. And I, I think I remember every single one of those Isaiah Pacheco yards because it was tough sledding at times oh, yeah. today for him. He was having to run through a lot of bodies, a lot of two-yard runs that he turned into four-yard runs, which... I, I even put in the KCSN Discord, it's like, this is fine. You want to get, get this off at three to four yards of play on first down. Like I just said, it gets you into second and six. It gets you into more manageable situations. That's fine. This run game is never going to be the feature for this offense. It's never going to be something that they're going to say, okay, well, we're going to run it at six yards per clip. This is not the Jamal Charles years. This is, It's just not. It is a supplemental thing that helps set up what Patrick Mahomes and this offense can do. And today, that was the case. And that was great. I, I actually, I'm looking at the stats as well here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, three carries, five yards, 1.7 yards per carry. I think everybody remembers the big run down the down near the Soul. goal line, but had the other one that, that was a hole that he had some tough running. I liked what Clyde did today. Maybe not in pass protection. Jerk McKinnon's job is safe there. But in the, in the run game, mix him in. A, a little bit. It's fine what, what they're getting from him. But yeah, th this run game and the way that they set it up. I got one more thing before we transition Ooh. onto the defense. Uh, you know, Please. hear about the offense specifically. Wanye Morris. How about my man here out here filling in for Donovan Smith after an injury, gets in the game, looks pretty good, gives up a pressure on really his own for true pass drop back here, but looked like, yeah. you know, he was. Checking inside, you know, doing that little arm drag. We've talked about it with Andy Heck during the offseason series there. Make sure you don't get beat inside. Protect up the arc. Give gives Patrick Mahomes an alleyway to get out of the pocket. Throw the ball to Rasheed Rice for a big conversion there. But Wanye Morris on a fourth and short is trusted for Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> to run the ball behind with, with Joe Tooney. And he absolutely got push like he he did work on that play help convert it I was very excited to see Wanye out there today and I wasn't disappointed by what I saw I know that they're going to continue to play Don Smith not arguing for Wanye to start over him but some positive things when we've seen him during the regular season so far yeah I was encouraged by it that was that was good to see him and you know he kind of I got a rough you know a slow start with training camp and then got back in and yeah it, it, I think it's been good for him, and it's a good thing we're not having to see him at this point this year. Not that he's not played well, but that you know the, this offensive line has stayed healthy, and that's been a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 optimistic about Juan Morris. I wish State. they would have given him more run. I wish I wish they would have just in case there's an injury. I don't think it's a bad idea to have your swing tackle have more experience than a handful of plays down the stretch. Yeah. It's like in a game where it, it, it wasn't probably necessary to have Donovan Smith, and it's not like he's a super high bar to clear. I wouldn't have been upset had they just decided to give Morris a little bit more time. I, that's all. I just wish they would have shown, let him see a little bit more, because what if Smith gets hurt down the stretch in the playoffs? You have to turn to a rookie getting his first real significant reps. It just 
I, I don't know. I feel like it was a, a good time to maybe give him some reps in this game just to let him kind of get used to NFL speed, but uh, nitpicking, but he did look pretty good at, at the little small sample size that we saw. If things go well, I think in some of these games here in the second half uh, of the season, you know, with, with some of the, you know, lesser opponents that they're going to be potentially lining up against, Maybe maybe Wanye gets a little bit more run. We're going to give Tucker D. Franklin some run here. He's going to tell us a little bit about DraftKings. Tucker D. Franklin, the D stands for run, as uh, there's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football. All week long, DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Looking ahead already, the Green Bay Packers, the Chiefs will travel to Lambeau Field on Sunday, December 3rd. Already seven-point favorites early on in that game with the over-under set at 42. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet five on NFL Thanksgiving action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crowd is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible state, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Ken, back to you. Well, I'm going to throw it to Craig because Craig Stout, I believe you, uh, oh, you, yeah. have break, you have some breaking news here? I do. Solo KC Raffle. We've been talking about it this entire time. You've got until next Monday to get donations in. So that's why we're hitting it so hard. This is the last week to do it. I have a brand new prize that we are going to add to this. Brand new. And here it is. Our friends at Holiday Distillery are doing a VIP tour for Tucker. I've got an update even to this graphic for 12 people. Wow. At Holiday Distillery plus a tasting with master with a master distiller <laughs> and BJ Kissel. Fellas, I <laughs> I have FOMO for this raffle every <laughs> single year, and I'm getting it real bad right now. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Oh my goodness. Donate down yep, here. Yep. Donate. And to the Sola Casey raffle. We will shout your name out on the show if we are still live when you donate. But this is an amazing you can get tasting of this rick house oh. proof of the soft red wheat if you want it with the master distiller that is an incredible prize oh. and one that if you don't have 12 people to fill out call craig <laughs> call I'm craig for that one just saying just say oh man an odd that thank you to thank you to our wonderful 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 partners at holiday uh for for jumping in with that as well that is absolutely special thank you to holiday thank you to everyone that is donating please consider donating uh yeah make sure that 
Yeah, <laughs> you, you might want you might want to get those raffle tickets in because that's an incredible that is incredibly kind of of Holiday Distillery. That is that's really cool. Uh, okay, let's move on to the defense. Uh, let's talk about them. So real sl- real sluggish start. Aiden O'Connell. Can, I, can we get some props to Aiden O'Connell off the top? Like this guy. Hey, Aiden O'Connell's kind of nice this week. Good, good for Aiden O'Connell, man. Uh, I think good job getting the ball out of his hands. I think the play calling was pretty strong early in the game for the Raiders. Uh, but I thought Aiden, you know, he did a really good job minimizing the pass rush by not holding on to the ball too long. I thought he made some incredibly accurate throws. He gave his best players some chances. And I think, you know, the, the Raiders pulled out some stops early, and I think they did some really good things. The, I think the big thing, obviously, the explosive play was really disappointing. You know, the big explosive run. The longest sure. play in the the, the the Chief fence has given up this year per Kentalytics. Um but yeah, really as a that was a that was a rough start and a really strong finish for the defense, Craig. Yeah, it was. Um I was a little worried that we were it, over the past several years we've seen the offense pretty much humming and then they lay a stinker at, you know during the middle of a game. And I thought maybe the defense was going to have a similar outcome there. And that was just not the case after the first three drives of the game. The Chiefs defense really bucked up. They did a good job of standing up to what the Raiders had to offer there. There were a number of plays that the Raiders just had their number. that had it dialed up. Basically, the only thing that could beat it was, you know, hitting this guy in the flat, hitting that guy in on this specific route. Aiden O'Connell threw some dots today that catch that Jacoby Myers had over Trent McDuffie was phenomenal and that was a phenomenally placed ball by Aiden O'Connell he he was good like I, I feel like the Raiders have a guy that they can rely on to not lose them games which is you know more than we can say about a lot of guys that they've had recently it was a lot better performance from this Raiders offense than I expected but it was good to see that the Chiefs defense turned the corner there toward the end of the second half and into the third quarter, the Chiefs had eight straight plays where they had a positive defensive success rate. So basically, they shut down and stayed ahead of the sticks other than a run play to end the half. That's fine. That's a positive for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then another stretch towards the end of the game where there was a bunch of incomplete passes in a row. The Chiefs had a seven-play stretch. One of those, they got off the field on a third down. Another one was a you know a fourth and short that Drew Tranquil blows up, that Chris Jones had a big hand in as well. Terrific performance by the defense to make sure that this bad offense stayed (laughs) more bad than they had shown, you know, throughout the early parts of the game. So it's good to see that those moments still exist, especially when Spags can't get into his bag, can't get into some of those nickel blitzes because they were just getting beat. Devontae Adams in the slot, you don't want a nickel blitz against him because he's wide open there. They had to alter the game plan pretty significantly early on, and it really was effective when they got into it, especially late in the game. Uh, yeah, that was that was the bigger issue, I think, than Aiden O'Connell playing pretty well. For me, it was the fact that the, the Raiders kept having really good plays on first down, right? Whether it was a run, whether it was a little play-action pass, they were picking up positive yards on first down, and then from second down, like they were constantly playing ahead of the sticks early on in the game. And that really does impact not only what Steve Spagnuolo and the teams can do, but just it's how you have to call the defense. You can't 
just start sending a ton of pressure out there if it's going to be a second short or a third and short or something like that. You have to honor every single play type. And that's what the Raiders are doing a good job was staying in situations where they can call any type of play. They were staying under, under center, so everything was kind of looking similar. It took a second for some of the linebackers, I mean, Willie Gay in particular, to decipher yes. the plays out throughout the entire game. And then you add on to that, this was probably the safety group's overall worst game, and not that anybody was terrible, just nobody was making a play, right? Nobody in that safety room was really making a play at any point in time. And so like it's just it kind of got to the point to where the Raiders were just staying just a half step ahead of the Chiefs for a long time to start the game. But then as soon as we saw the Chiefs start to get first down stops, as soon as we saw the Chiefs start to push the Raiders into a situation where it doesn't behoove them to just run the football, where it doesn't where it doesn't make sense for them to only do one thing or to do anything, the Chiefs defense kind of took over. Then you saw Spags bring a few more blitzes. You saw Trent McDuffie making a lot of big plays. You saw Legarius Sneed really started to clamp down on Devontae Adams. Once again, there was no longer a threat of a short and a long or an outside or inside breaking route. As soon as you started to reduce it down a little bit, the Chiefs forced the Raiders to play against their strengths, and that's where you saw the Chiefs defense really start to take over. That's what they do. And the Raiders did a pretty good job, I think, muddying it up early. And yeah, shout out to Aiden O'Connell. He dropped a couple predetermined perfect passes. I mean, the one to Myers to start the game in between Watson and the safety, that, that's a terrible throw. Like, this is a bad decision. Not as a great throw. Sorry, great throw. Terrible decision. He's blanketed top and bottom. There's nowhere to put that football. If Watson plays the ball 2% better, it's an interception. But like, he just said, nope, I'm throwing the ball here no matter what. It doesn't matter how covered my guy is. And it worked out because he put the ball right where it needed to be. Watson kind of tangled his own feet up by turning too early. He had a couple plays with that where I think O'Connell just determined, I'm throwing the ball here, threw it there. It was very accurate, so it worked. But as soon as he had to start making reads, as soon as they had to play outside of their comfort zone, I think the Chiefs defense did exactly what we kind of anticipated them doing for the most of the game. Pat, you know, pass rush was a little bit, I think, shaky today. And I think a little bit of that was getting the ball out of the hands of, of Aiden O'Connell and out, out of the play action and some of that kind of stuff. It would have been nice to see them, you know, get a little bit more quick wins along the interior. Would like to see Chris Jones get a little bit more. He still made his impact on a couple of these plays, um, but yeah, I think things just really settled in. You're right. I can think it was they kind of just started to figure some things out. And who knows, you know, like again, one of their one of the touchdowns for the Raiders was was a long explosive touchdown, and they didn't score a touchdown after that, right? You know, they had the early touchdown, then you know things kind of got you know things kind of got going for them a little bit, you know, with that big explosive play. But if they don't get that, who knows? Who knows what, you know, who knows what this looks like? Um, you know, I I don't know. George Karloff just got the first sack for the Chiefs. And it was late in the fourth quarter. Like, so they weren't really. Boy, so it was a weird defensive game. There was one sack for both teams, zero turnovers. Like, the offenses pretty much took care of the ball and, and were able to move it okay. So it, it was just... A weird game for the defense specifically. You know, I, again, we, we've talked about this a lot. Chiefs don't allow a 100-yard receiver, and I thought there was a good chance that that was going to happen, especially with Devontae Adams' a start. Like, he was cooking the Jerry Seed a little bit there. Crazy. He was beating him like crazy. Jacoby Myers was getting Trent McDuffie more than we'd like to probably admit there on a couple of plays as well. But that was it. Like, and that's okay. You know, th those are going to happen. Both guys end up under 80 yards receiving, so they don't give up 100-yard receiver again, but give up a big, long run to Josh Jacobs. That ends up being the, you know, we, we Tucker talked about the game record quotient earlier this week. Chiefs got another one 
on their mark, you know, a black mark on the uh, on the old sheet this week with Josh Jacobs going over one ten. But it was weird that they didn't have, you know, some of the typical ebbs and flows that we've seen of this Chiefs defense. Lots of pressure, lots of sacks, turnovers, things like that. Just didn't happen. Same with the offense. Offense didn't turn the ball over either. So just a weird game for both defenses to not really get anything going. Whole bunch of pressure on the quarterback and keeping the ball and you know the stat sheet clean. There was no there was no turnovers, no fumbles on this game either, right? No turnovers, no fumbles. Turnover on downs. You know, for for the Raiders twice, but that you know, no yeah. actual turnovers. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I, I think for, I think both teams actually. I, I wasn't going to put the Chiefs in here, but I think that's just out of reflex. Uh, I think both teams tried to play it safe. I, I I think that's what was going on. I think that includes the Chiefs. And you know, what a sad world we've come into where a team led by Patrick Mahomes has to actively think about playing it safe. But they've had such bad luck with turnovers. They've had a bad time with it. So I don't. I get not taking unnecessary risks. I get saying mm, it's probably better to live the next down or the next series versus forcing a back-breaking play, uh, uh, play here. Like going back to that miss on Watson on that deep over out, I bet Mahomes could have tried to put that out there all arm. Like he got to it late, so he didn't have time to set his feet. He could have thrown that out there all arm, but there's a DB well in trail. If that ball doesn't go far enough, that's possibly a pick, and that changes the game right there. So like just I think decisions like that or the final screen pass to MVS it looked like the throwing window was a little convoluted going out to Rice where the play was designed. So he pulls it, checks it down to MVS. The likelihood of that play doing anything good at that point is low, but he said, nope, I'd rather take the safer play. The Raiders' entire game plan against this Chiefs defense was that. That's all it was. And I don't blame them. That's how that offense has to operate. It was surprising to see the Chiefs kind of match that. So not a bad way. It's just, I think both teams were playing kind of afraid to turn the ball over, give the other team a break. And it was good to see the Chiefs play that way. They oh shot themselves yes. in the foot. <laughs> Why not? Like, right. I, I, I think I think we you know we spent so much time talking. About, uh, you know, like the mistakes that this team has made is what have what have cost them three losses so far this year. And so, why not just you know kind of emphasize, you know, just just you know simplifying it and and you know minimizing the mistakes. I think with Mahomes too, it's like he's still gonna do things. He's still gonna do Mahomesian things without going for broke and making you know some of these big explosives. I mean, he still made some sick throws today. I mean, he threw some. He threw some really good. He has some, it, Mahomes had a great game. I mean, Mahomes went that throw to Kelsey over the yeah. shoulder on Devon Diablo's back was incredible. That was he played great. Yeah, yeah, I, awesome. I agree. He was awesome. Twenty-seven to thirty-four, two hundred ninety-eight yards and two touchdowns. And I mean, yeah, it was, you know, there's some, like you said, average depth of target was down or, you know, some of that is, you know, kind of down, but like, I don't care. I, I think they did some really good things. It's a good building block game. It's a good opportunity for them to just kind of settle in. And, uh, and, and I think if you're going to roll with some of these young guys, like lean in. And I think this was a lean in moment for them, right? Let's bend to our young talent because our young talent is what's going to break us out of some of this slumps. It's not going to be Marquez Valdez scantling on a deep route. It's going to be Sky Moore making a guy miss in the flats and Rasheed Rice doing things with the ball in his hands. And I think that was that was really good. Any any other things that you guys want to talk about uh, about this game before we move on to toast game? Yeah, a couple of things on the defense there. Um, the Raiders obviously saw that it wasn't working, especially towards the end of the half, just throwing volume targets at Devontae Adams. 
Legereus Sneed at one point in this game had 63% of the targets. Like Aiden O'Connell would just had a mark on his back and said, I'm going to keep yeah. throwing at this man. And it really turned. Like he really turned. And then once again, we are seeing a great performance by Drew Tranquil, a quiet one this week, but a great performance by Drew Tranquil, making plays, making a couple of mistakes this week that were uncharacteristic for him, you know, maybe being a little more aggressive and shooting the gap and, you know, the backside was open for whatever reason. So we're going to see as this goes, I know we've been talking a lot about how Drew Tranquil and Nick Bolton need to be together. Like, I'm I'm very curious to see what it looks like when they come back because the rotation was a lot different this week. Um, it Willie Gay came out towards the end of the game and Leo Chanel was the primary nickel linebacker next to Drew Tranquil for a good bit of this game. They they mixed and mashed a little bit. There was a lot more Leo this week and a lot more Shamari Connor in the nickel as well. So don't be surprised when you see snap counts come out this week that those two guys played a lot more than you think they did. Yeah, I, I'd stick into the defense. I think that's a big thing. Is like it, it seemed like Willie Gay was having a little bit difficulty like deciphering some of the stuff. The fact that everything looked very similar, there was a couple plays where a tight end leaked out, he didn't have eyes on it, he seemed a little later to react to some of the runs, and it, it's under center. We've seen it before. We've seen the Chiefs get stuck in base personnel on defense against heavier personnel and struggle with it a little bit. And I wonder if that's just a situation where everything being condensed, happening a little faster, a little bit more smoke and mirrors, they kind of caught Willie out flat-footed, changing up that rotation. Having the ability to change up that rotation, even when you have a guy like Nick Bolton who's going to be playing out, that's huge. Uh, I Sneed played really good in the second half. I thought Trent McDuffie, once again, was excellent. Like I think people will get stuck on the Jacoby Myers catch when I don't I don't know if you can cover it much better. That's who he is. That's who he is, though. He can say it. We can say it. It's pretty clear. He's going to always struggle to play the ball over his shoulder downfield. And that's why you were going to put him in the slot for the vast majority of his reps. That's just what it's going to be. There's a lack of size there. And so he's always going to have to be in the absolute perfect position. He's going to be a ball denial corner. And if a team wants to throw up a contested catch once a week and see if they can beat him on it, like that's going to happen. You absolutely take that with all the other great coverage reps, the game saving tackles, the pressures, like he was phenomenal once again. You could see the Raiders breaking their backs to make sure they had a man designed to pick up Trent McDuffie, to pick up a slot corner. They were actively dedicating an offensive lineman to go do that and letting running backs pick up linebackers instead because they didn't want that smoke. So like, I think that kind of stuff matters. Um, I think that was, that's the big stuff from the defense. I, I thought Watson played good again. I think he's kind of taken the mantle from uh, the rotation of Joshua Williams. I haven't checked the snap counts but I feel like he's their third corner, and it kind of shows up routinely now. All right, it's Toast Game Time, presented by Ben Holiday, bottled in Bond bourbon. And as a reminder, they just made an incredible gift donation uh, as one of the raffle prizes for the Soul of Casey VIP tasting tour with the master distiller and BJ Kiss will be hanging out as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're taking advantage of that by donating to the raffle. All right, toast game time. Craig Stout, lead it off. Yeah, um, I'm going to give a toast game to, let's do, let's do George Karloftis. Getting the game's only sack. 
I, I felt like he played pretty well throughout the game. A lot of underrated work that he got done there. I was debating between him and Mike Dana. Um, George Karloffis has, you know, strung together a series of terrific games here. Now, I believe eight sacks should be nine, but, you know, the stat, you know, people hate you and hate him. So, uh, petition for that to change. But very close to getting double-digit sacks. Very hard to do in the NFL season in and season out, especially with pass rush the Chiefs have. George Karloftis, great game for him. Toast to him. I'm going to make Tucker D. Franklin jump in here. Oh, I like this. Tucker. Come on. It's a sleepy boy. What's up? I'm not. I wasn't sleeping. I would like you to give us a toast game tonight. Um, you know, really good hugs off the board. (laughs) It's so unfair of you to say good hugs, man. (laughs) First round pick. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise my glass to Wanya Morris uh, coming in there, stepping into plays that he needed to, needed to, uh, to step in. He played well. Outside of one pass that I think people have recognized on social media that might not have been his best one. He did play well in the in the ton of moment he was thrown in there. Had some pretty good blocks. Had a couple pancakes as well, getting some guys on the on the butt, and a really good block on the uh, the screen pass uh, that Isaiah Pacheco really did score a touchdown on, but Andy didn't review it, and then uh, scored a touchdown anyway on the next play. So that's what I got. Raising the glass to uh, Wanya Morris. It's a good one. All right, See Matthew Lane. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a tough one. Who really helped themselves out in this game? Who helped this team win? Oh, but I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice. Uh, I think he had a pretty big game. First, he's 100-yard receiver. And Whatever. Year plus, uh, you know, got the touchdown. You know, had a touchdown, led the team in targets, had a contested catch up the sideline. People said he didn't drop too. That's fine. We, we, the first way on the screen pass, drop, not drop, doesn't matter. I think he got thrown forward and he just backed up too far. Either way, his only incompletions both still hit his hands. He had a chance to be even better, and he'll be better next week because they're going to continue to go the ball at them. So uh, shout out Rasheed Rice and shout out for the Philadelphia Eagles for uh, beating the Bills in overtime. Uh, yeah, the Bills are 6-6 six and six now because Jalen Hurts just walked them off. Uh, toast game to them. How are pl- those playoffs looking? No, oh, look at I hey look, the Chiefs are the one seed in the AFC West as or in the AFC as it currently sits. Uh so all this talk and here we are. Chiefs are still the one seed in the AFC. Uh I will go with Patrick Mahomes because I don't think we spent enough time talking about Patrick Mahomes today. I thought he was quite awesome. I know it took us 35 minutes into the show to mention him, but I think amidst everything, I think he played a great game, great decision making, some really impressive throws. Gave some guys some chances. I was back shoulder fade to Rashi Rice. Like some really good things in this game that I think we saw. I think Patrick Mahomes had a fantastic performance. Uh, Corey Peter asking if we should root for the Chargers tonight. Yeah, we should root for the Chargers tonight. The Ravens are probably the best bet to unseat the Chiefs in the one seat. So is this is this going to be one of those Chargers games that like they they sneak in and they win and everybody's like, oh, the Chargers are back when they're not back. I mean, let's be clear. Hey, look, the Chargers lose every game. Every game the Chargers plays a one-score game. So, like, they're in every single thing. Like, them getting a win here is no different than them getting a win. It's the same thing, right? So, yeah, go Chargers. I'm not – the Chargers aren't competing for the AFC West. No. I mean, come on. Let's be real. So, Chargers, go win. Chargers, Chargers, Bill, Chargers, Bills, and Bengals will all be in Cancun in January watching the playoffs. So, maybe they finish strong and Staley keeps his job. It's a double win. 
Ooh. Oh. Oh, you're you're just speaking to my heart there. Two more guys for toast game. Noah Gray. Yeah. Domestic job by yep. Noah Gray. Re- really, really, really great game from him. And then uh, Onye Morse. Onye Morse. Tranquil played a great game yet again in a spell of Nick Bolt. Uh, hey, that, that linebacker room is going to be interesting with Bolton and Tranquil out there. Mm-hmm. Denver and Houston would be in before the Bengals uh, and the Bills. Right? Nope. Sean Payton. Just saying. Y'all were down Sean Payton. Oh, no. Uh, the, the Broncos are bad. Yeah, Broncos are still bad. <laughs> I don't think the Broncos are bad. I just think they're not good and they know it. Anyway, Sean Payton. Shout out Sean Payton. Cancun on... One, three, two, one. That's going to do it for the the KCSN postgame show. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Chiefs win 31-17. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.